Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Marketers are tasked with one of the toughest jobs, especially when they have limited control. Hey, if you don't know me, I'm Spencer Powell. I'm the CEO over at Builder Funnel. Our marketing agency has helped our remodeling and custom home clients generate well over $150 million in project sales. Builder Funnel Radio, this podcast, is where we share what's worked for us and our clients so you can use these tips and strategies for yourself. And we always do appreciate if you hit subscribe or share this with a peer so that you don't miss anything and spread the word. All right. As we dive into today, Builder Funnel is at JobTread this week, and I'll be giving a presentation, which is called Click to Contract, Mastering Lead Conversion on Your Remodeling Website, and really doing a deep dive into kind of this old model of website and website designs and walking through why the old model is broken and kind of sharing a new a new and improved model, a different way to think about redoing your website. But yeah, we're super excited to be at the conference this week. We partnered with JobTread about six or so months ago, and it's been great getting to know more of their customers. And now we have several shared customers, and we're excited to be sponsoring their user conference. If you are at the conference this week, definitely stop by, say hello. We're also doing a pretty big drawing and giveaway, and we also will have some fun swag. So we'd love to to see you there. As we dive into today's topic, really wanted to talk about kind of the position of the marketer. So many of you have probably hired marketing agencies in the past. Maybe that's an SEO company a Google ads or a paid ads company or a website designer or an agency. And chances are it's probably been a mixed bag. Many experiences that we hear about are poor. And most of the things that come up as complaints fall into really two two buckets, not enough leads for the investment or the quality of leads sucked. Sure, there's other complaints like communication and and things like that. But at the end of the day, if communication is poor, but you're getting lots of really high quality leads, you probably don't care. And so there are certain performance metrics that can overcome other complaints. But the general two complaints are not getting enough leads for the investment or the quality of leads is low. And let's be honest, I would ask, do you even know what you would need to get from an investment to break even? or what would make you happy. But let's rewind a second though. What are you asking a marketer to do, really? You're asking them to promote your business regardless of how compelling your offer is. So if you do a great job and your competition does a great job and you're 20% higher price, how do you justify it? What's the compelling pitch there? And I guess another question really is, do you even have kind of a quote offer other than, yeah, I can do this project. I'm competent. Our company's really good. We have positive reviews. 
like we can complete it. So in addition to having to market a lackluster offer as a marketer, usually the marketer doesn't have any control over what you do with the leads. And having worked with over a hundred companies at this point, I can tell you almost no one follow up follows up with leads more than three or four times, I would say max. But it's really about seven touches minimum that should be happening. The other thing is we also don't get to be in control of the sales process. So asking the questions, digging for the pain, really selling value into the project. Also, as marketers, we don't control your competition or your market area. We don't choose to play in a hyper-competitive market or a rural market. And so we're tasked with delivering off-the-chart results despite not having control over any of these factors. And so I think that's probably why many marketers struggle. And we have our challenges too, right? We're, We're not perfect. We make mistakes. I think last year our client retention rate was 95, a shade over 95%, which is, I think, about twice as good as a more typical average agency. But we still don't succeed 100% of the time. We still have gaps, right? There's things that we fail at. And then there's lots of factors that go into growing a business. But I do want you to walk through kind of what are some of the things that we do to overcome these challenges? Because every business has their challenges. I'm sure if you sat down and said, Hey, I'm going to record a podcast on all of my challenges, you know, speaking to your customers, it might be something to the effect of, you know, you, we do these designs and then you give us feedback that totally changes the design. And now we're out of budget. And, then you might say, hey, we need to get signed off on X, Y, and Z before we can order material. And then you're waiting on a client for delays. Like there's all kinds of those challenges. And so you probably take certain steps and precautions to try to overcome those. And so some of these common challenges that marketers struggle with, we've tried to start battling against them. And so the first one is, you know, how do we combat this lack of offer? right so we've started started to teach our clients how to value stack and create added benefits and bonuses when a client signs up so this could be anywhere from we've actually seen seen clients do some things on on their own when they've come to us like maybe having a rental property that is available while somebody is doing a remodel Uh, That's a huge value add that's different, that's unique, that really helps your offer and and what you're selling. And it could also be, hey, when you sign up for a project with us, you're a part of our VIP club. When you join our VIP club, we have a lot of partner companies that have contributed bonuses. So, you know, maybe it's a, a landscaper that will do, you know, a month's worth of lawn cutting in the summer, or maybe you have a house cleaning company that will do one free cleaning. Maybe you have a high-end restaurant that will donate a gift card to you. And so you could stack up all of these as bonuses when somebody signs up. And so now 
you're starting to build some more value into your offer. And so you're saying, hey, I do, yeah, I do remodeling. I do kitchens, baths, additions. But if you have stacked more value into that, now you're starting to separate yourself from the competition. Naming your offer and kind of packaging it more like a product, you could call your your design something and and put a special name to it that you come up with. And so that design process really becomes the magical ABC remodeling design. And when you buy that, then you get to join our VIP club. And that also gets you, not only does it get you the design and you walk them through everything there, but it also gets you all of these other bonuses. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you've been enjoying this episode, I'd really appreciate a rating and a review. It definitely makes my day to hear from you individually and it helps us spread the word. All right, now back to the show. Those are some things that you can start to do and and things that we're starting to teach and train our clients is, okay, let's work on really developing that pitch into a true offer, something that has a name, that has a package. It looks a little more like a product. It's got value baked into it. Okay, cool. Now we can start to compete a little more aggressively in the marketplace. One of the other challenges is how do we combat lack of control in the sales process? Right. So a marketer will generate a lead and then it's up to sales to pick up the lead and run with it. Right. And so marketers, it's, hey, we're generating leads and sales is always like, well, the leads are terrible. And then marketers are like, well, you're not following up. And, you know, there's always been that classic, you know, battle between marketing and sales. And that's really actually why internally we, we have a marketing and sales departments and we just have them all on one revenue team. And so team revenue is responsible for revenue. And one side of that equation is to generate opportunities. And the other side is to close those opportunities. And then it becomes more of a discussion around, hey, you know, we're getting a bunch of leads, but a lot of them are unresponsive or they're not the right type. Okay. Then marketing say, great, you know, here's what we're going to do to adjust that. And then marketing can say, hey, but you know, I'm really noticed that you're not following up quickly with leads or you're, you know, not following up enough times with leads. And so then it's more of this discussion than sales. Okay, well, let me do, you know, seven follow-ups or 10 follow-ups instead of two. And let's see how that plays out. Maybe it wasn't all just bad leads. Maybe it was a combination of all these elements. And so we're starting to do a lot more education around CRM and sales technology. And then what we call sales enablement content, which would be Things like really good emails pre-meetings, really good follow-up emails post-meetings that have content that sales can bring either to in-person meetings or to Zoom meetings, having meeting agendas, having that content that marketing has created that supports the sales process. And that's, again, a way that marketing and sales can work hand-in-hand to create a better experience all the way from the start. So if marketing has no control in the sales process, then they feel like, well, you know, I'm just going to try to generate a bunch of leads and leave it at that. But if there's this kind of dialogue between that and we start educating sales and then sales educates marketing, right? Hey, I got on these meetings and this is feedback that I'm getting or 
hey, you know, out of these last 20 leads, you know, 15 of them aren't even in our market area. Okay, well, that's great. Like, let's communicate that back to marketing so that they can make their adjustments. So really keeping that dialogue going between marketing and sales. And then one of the other challenges that marketers have is, you know, how do we combat competition, right? And so you can do this in a number of ways, but one is through positioning. So, you know, are you a kitchen specialist? Have you, even if you're not, maybe you do a lot of kitchens, baths, have you completed, say, over 100 kitchens or over 100 bathrooms? Like, are there some metrics around what really makes you different in your market? And so that involves kind of trying to identify who you compete against and what their position is, and then picking and defining a position in that market that you're in that is truly different and unique. You know, are you smaller? Will they get to, will your customers get to work directly with you as the owner? Are you bigger? Maybe you get advantages of scale and pricing power. Like there's, there's always a position to be taken. And a lot of times it's more about identifying the position and then communicating that position because most companies aren't communicating their position in the marketplace. And so if you are communicating it, you will start to stand out. So as marketers, we know there's a lot outside of our control, but the more that we can jump in and assist and try to support other areas of the business, we know that the more successful the partnership will be, you know, marketing and sales working together. And even from there, you know, that handoff to delivery needs to be really sound too. And, you know, internally, that's something that we talk a lot about is, you know, I mean, you don't want, you know, if you have a sales guy in your team, you don't want them just running out and signing all these projects at poor gross margins. And, you know, they're trying to hit some quota and they don't really care. And they just dump stuff off to delivery, you know, then delivery sitting over there going, well, there's no way we can deliver this. We can't hit these prices. We can't hit these timelines. And so, really all of these pieces are connected. And so we've just tried to take that position of, okay, how can we support? How can we remove a little bit of ego from the equation and just say, we're all really working towards the same goal. So how can we open up the dialogue, open up the communication and just talk about the facts of what's going on so that we can make some positive adjustments. So, you know, a strong offer, better positioning, better sales process, is going to help the business no matter what. And then when we get leads cranking away, then sales come faster and easier. And so a good marketer will always want to influence more elements, at least the positioning in the offer, most likely. That's a massive part of what a marketer is trying to draw attention to, right? A good marketer understands that truly good marketing is going to sit across the entire organization. It's the offer. It's how you stack up against competition. It's the customer experience throughout. And then it's about getting more of the right people aware of your offer and your company. Marketing is, is hey, let's make your company more known. But again, if you become more known, but you don't really look different or stand apart from competition, then a lot of that you know awareness is just going to kind of flow away. And so all of these pieces are heavily connected. And so those are some of the things that we've really been working to battle against the lack of offer, lack of control in the sales process, lack of, you know, controlling competition. And that's something that you don't always have control over, right? Competitors pop up all the time. So I'm curious, let me know what was your 
biggest takeaway from today's episode, shoot me a note over at radio at builderfunnel.com. Put radio in the subject line. And then if you do want a free copy of my book, just put your mailing address in the body of the email. And so if you put radio in the subject line, again, the email address is radio at builderfunnel.com. Our team will pick that up. I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear your biggest takeaway from this. And definitely put your mailing address in the email if you'd like a copy of the book. And with that, we'll see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.